Next on the 5 O'Clock Report. Got to protect those gains from the MAGA Republicans. We'll have plagues that Moses would even flinch at. It just doesn't happen. We hacked the hackers. I'm not saying everything is perfect. No one is. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Debt Dilemma. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. While they've been given some extra time to try to work it out, the gap between Republicans and Democrats when it comes to raising America's debt ceiling feels as big as the debt itself. President Biden touting his economic policy this afternoon, again hammering the GOP. Now we've got to protect those gains. We've got to protect those gains that our policies have generated. Protect them from the... MAGA Republicans in the House of Representatives who are threatening to destroy this progress. Not all Democrats see things Biden's way. Florida Democrat Byron Donald. Anybody with any sense knows we're going to have to reform those programs. We are going to honor the payments and the benefits for retirees and those of what they were promised. But you can't do that if Washington puts their head in the sand and ignores the inevitable problem that will come with those two programs. Republican Rick Scott says warnings by Biden and others of an economic catastrophe if the debt ceiling isn't raised are bogus. The left, the big government crowd, Wall Street are saying you have to spend more money, borrow more money, and they're the ones that are telling us this, and they say if you don't, all the world's going to fall apart, we'll have plagues that Moses would even flinch at. That's a complete lie. The top economist at Goldman Sachs tells CNN a recession could be triggered by a debt ceiling crisis. Fox Business host Charles Payne says the bottom line here is that it's high time Congress learn its own history lesson. This will be the 79th time since 1960 that they're going to yeah. eventually raise the, the, the debt ceiling. And every single time, you know, we say, OK, it's sobering. We need to go back and figure out all, all of this out. Uh, it, we just, it just doesn't happen. All right. Other economic news today. Not all doom and gloom. The nation's GDP up more than anticipated. 2022 was a tale of two economies in the United States. In the first half of the year, we saw a contraction that was due to higher prices and rising interest rates. But in the second half of the year, consumers and businesses stepped up and spent. In the last three months of the year, consumer spending increased at a 2.1% annualized pace. CBS Business Analyst Jill Schlesinger. Now, what's that all mean? Bank rates Mark Hamrick on how it might affect Fed strategy and ultimately the interest rates you're paying. Officials are widely expected to deliver a smaller rate increase of one quarter of one percent. At issue is how Chairman Jerome Powell and the written statement will frame the outlook for further rate increases, if any. Officials have signaled they believe they may be nearly finished raising rates this cycle. All right, now to Ukraine. Yesterday's news that the U.S. and some European allies are sending tanks to Ukraine to help repel the Russian invasion brought a predictable response from Moscow. Another salvo of missiles and drones on Ukrainian infrastructure. At least 11 dead in this latest round of Russian attacks. This Kiev resident says it's prompted some dark humor there. I'm staying in, in my place because it's slow. You know, in Kiev we're joking. The higher you leave, the higher the chance you have to hit by rockets. Also, death on the West Bank in the Middle East after an Israeli raid triggered a firefight. Palestinians said that among the dead in the Israeli raid on the Janine refugee camp was a 60-year-old woman. The Israeli army said it entered the camp to arrest three members of a militant group who were apparently planning a terrorist attack. Linda Gradsteed in Jerusalem. A ransomware group accused of extorting folks out of millions has been put out of business. So says Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco. Using lawful means, we hacked the hackers. We turned the tables on Hive 
and we busted their business model, saving potential victims approximately $130 million in ransomware payments. The feds say the Hive ransomware group went after more than 1,500 victims worldwide since June of 2021. Merrick Garland cited one case where that group targeted a hospital in the Midwest and left it unable to accept new patients. Staying online, Facebook and Instagram reinstating former President Donald Trump's accounts. Meta, the owner of both social media sites, announcing Wednesday that Trump's accounts will be made active again in the coming weeks. Trump suspended from both platforms in 2021. I'm not saying everything is perfect. No one is. But we're saying that if you compare it to the circumstances which led to his original suspension, we think the risk to public safety has materially and significantly receded. Meta's Nick Clegg, who says there are new safeguards in place against rules violations. Google says the Justice Department's complaint that it's abusing its position in digital advertising is, quote, without merit. The tech giant says it will defend itself vigorously against the DOJ, saying it should be required to sell its ad manager suite, which generates a chunk of Google's large amount of revenue. The head of the highly controversial Church of Scientology has disappeared. Where is David Miscavige? Attorneys have been attempting to serve him with court documents. Those documents deal with a child trafficking lawsuit filed by several former Scientology members. It also includes allegations of forced labor. Miscavige became the church leader after its founder, L. Ron Hubbard, died. Some suggest he is hiding to avoid being served and forced to appear in court. CBS's Steve Futterman. The federal government appears to be moving ever closer to an annual shot approach to COVID. The FDA says we're at a point in the pandemic where it's time to reevaluate the nation's approach to COVID-19 vaccines. We continue uh, to be learning more about SARS-Coronavirus 2 and especially how rapidly it can evolve. At a virtual meeting Thursday, the agency's advisory panel discussed whether to adopt a more routine approach, updating the shots every year to combat the latest strain. Michael George reporting. And don't look now, but NASA says an asteroid the size of a delivery truck will have a very close encounter with Earth tonight. Not to worry. It'll be 2,200 miles away over the southern tip of South America. But that's still 10 times closer than some communication satellites and one of the closest approaches ever recorded. CBS's Deborah Rodriguez. All right, still to come on the 5 o'clock report, the Lake Effect snow machine revving up again. Arrest made in the shooting death of a young Syracuse girl and a push for more Pennsylvania casinos. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. Lake Effect snows southeast of Lake Syria, Ontario, tonight shifting north tomorrow, spreading a few inches of accumulation in localized areas. Outside of the lake belt, it'll be mostly cloudy tonight tomorrow with a few flurries. Low tonight, 20s, high tomorrow, 30s for most. Then on Saturday, perhaps a touch of lake snow in the morning. Otherwise, cloudy with intermittent snow and flurries and high temperatures ranging mostly in the 30s. Thank you, Kevin. Checking the stories now, making news where you live across New York and PA. As Kevin alluded to, some winter weather advisories in place. As the lake belts fire up, Patrick Hammer with WGRZ says nearly a foot of snow is possible south and east of Lake Erie and Ontario. Five to ten inches of it possible for the hills of the southern tier primarily. And some of that snow will begin to lift north again tomorrow morning. Yesterday's snow and ice storm caused a fatal crash on East Henrietta Road in Rochester. That two-car collision happened just before 5 p.m. In the past hour. The Monroe County District Attorney announcing charges filed against the mother of a young child who died this week in Rochester. We're able to charge the mother, the defendant, Briasia Love with murder in the second degree and assault in the second degree. 
She's going to be arraigned tomorrow in Rochester City Court. The murder charge connected to the death of a one-year-old boy. The assault charge relates to his two-and-a-half-year-old sister, who was also injured, injured in that incident. Police say the girl is now out of the hospital and is being cared for by her grandmother. On the same day, her family will host calling hours at a Syracuse funeral home. The family of 11-year-old Lee Torres Ortiz learning that city police arrested her suspected killers. Police Chief Joseph Cecile says 18-year-old Rashawn Patterson and 20-year-old Devere Griswold, both city residents, are charged with second-degree murder in the killing of Brexy, an innocent bystander, as well as the wounding of their intended target in a drive-by shooting. The sixth grader was walking home from a corner store with a gallon of milk for her family. Police Chief Cecile. This was by no means a simple investigation, but it was certainly an aggressive one. There was camera work, neighborhood and citywide canvassing, countless citizen interviews, scenes processed, evidence analyzed, search warrants signed and executed, everything that goes into an investigation. Onondaga County District Attorney Bill Fitzpatrick says investigators had to overcome one significant obstacle. What we did not rely upon, uh, sadly, was the uh, a lot of cooperation from people that know these three individuals and certainly know of their involvement in this crime. Police say there is a third suspect in the case, a 16-year-old whose name has not been released. A car pedestrian accident in Elmira sent one person to the hospital this afternoon. The mishap occurring near Water Street and Glen Ave in West Elmira. No further details available on that. An 82-year-old Niagara County woman who had been missing since Wednesday morning has been found dead. The Niagara County Sheriff's Department says Diane Harvey, who was an Alzheimer's patient, was found deceased around noon today. A longtime leader in Buffalo City government has decided to step down next year. That story from R.D. Haley. After 12 years on the job, Buffalo Common Council President Darius Pridgen says he's not seeking re-election. He was first sworn in in January of 2011. Pridgen is the second longest serving Ellicott District Councilman in the city's history. Pridgen has also served on the Buffalo School Board. He will continue to serve as pastor of True Bethel Baptist Church in Buffalo. Pridgen acknowledged that he prayed over his decision. D. Haley, Family Life News. Thanks, D. PA News Now. An 18-year-old Williamsport cashier has been arrested after he allegedly skipped ringing up items while working at Walmart. Investigators say store surveillance shows Jaheim Brown passed customers' items through without scanning them seven different times late last year. Losses totaling over $1,000. Brown provided a written confession to police after being questioned about the incidents. Casino expansion efforts continue in the Commonwealth. Family Life's Brandon Dixon tells us who's next in line to get a gambling facility in Pennsylvania. A proposed mini-casino in Center County has received state approval, much to the chagrin of opponents who argue ex- Expanded gambling bankrupts families and increases crime. Nonetheless, the Pennsylvania Gaming Control Board voted unanimously to okay the casino license. Appeals are pending. The $120 million facility is scheduled to be constructed at the Nittany Mall in State College. Brandon Dixon, Family Life News. Thank you, Brandon. Pennsylvania is getting poor marks from the American Lung Association for its policies on tobacco. That story from Family Life's Brian Queering. According to the State of Tobacco Control, report, Pennsylvania has some of the weakest policies to prevent and reduce tobacco use. In this year's report, Pennsylvania was graded in five areas and overall received an F grade in funding for state tobacco prevention programs, level of state tobacco taxes, and ending the sale of all flavored tobacco products. The Commonwealth got a D grade for its limited access to services to help people quit tobacco and the strength of smoke-free workplace laws. The American Lung Association says officials need to increase tobacco use prevention programs 
programs and improve Pennsylvania's smoke-free laws. Brian Query, Family Life News. All right, Brian, now to Altoona, where two residents there have been arrested after being accused of passing fake $100 bills multiple places in Blair County. More on that from Greg Gillespie. Emily Peterson and Maisha Robinson face multiple felony forgery charges. The criminal complaint alleges the two would make trips to different gas stations to buy a number of small items, 10 to $15 worth, and pay with a fake $100 bill. They would keep the merchandise and a pocket full of the real money given as change. Prosecutors say the pair also used the fake Franklins to pay for pizza delivery at least twice, but it was a pizza delivery driver who alerted police. Greg Gillespie, Family Life News. All right, thank you very much, Greg. Now up to your nightly market report, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. A strong session for stocks today. The Nasdaq, the biggest winner on the back of a 10% surge in Tesla. The electric vehicle maker released better than expected earnings and guidance after the bell yesterday. IBM fell 4% on disappointing guidance, and Southwest Airlines dropped the same amount after reporting a loss related to their cancellation struggles during the holiday season. Big names reporting after today's close include Visa and Intel. Oil today inching up to $81 a barrel. The Dow gaining 183 points, the S&P 500 adding 42, and the Nasdaq climbed 195. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Online at ambassadoradvisors.com. Thank you very much, Dave. This is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. People like to say out with the old and in with the new, but ancient truths still apply. Hi, I'm Rob West with your Faith and Finance Minute. One such truth is no man can serve two masters. We're all trying to figure out how to stretch our dollars in spite of inflation while keeping our priorities straight. Jesus talks about this in Luke 16, 13. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. God knows you have to earn money and that it can easily become your master. Where's the balance? It's in your daily relationship with God. Read his word, pray and obey. Keep God first in your life and money will never be your master. Connect with a certified kingdom advisor who's been trained to deliver financial advice that aligns with your Christian values by visiting our website, faithfi.com. All right, thank you. Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, first there was one big one, then there were two little ones. The joyous explanation just ahead. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. We've got a cold night ahead, and there'll be some lake snows continuing for those of you in the snow belts east and southeast of Lake Syria, Ontario. Small accumulations outside of the lake belts. It'll be mostly cloudy tonight tomorrow with a few flurries. Low tonight, 20s. High tomorrow, 30s for most. Then on Saturday, perhaps a touch of lake snow in the morning. Otherwise, cloudy with intermittent snow and flurries, and high temperatures ranging mostly in the 30s. Our next weather maker arrives over the weekend. Looks like snow may be a mix for some on Sunday night. Not a big storm, but possibly some additional accumulations then. All right. Thank you very much, Kevin. Finally, at five doctors at Cook Children's Medical Center in Fort Worth, Texas, have successfully separated 16-week-old conjoined twins, Amy Lynn and Jamie Lynn Finley, delivered by C-section in early October. The mom of the young ladies, Amanda, understandably thrilled. Our hope is for them to continue to grow and develop normally as two individuals, but I have a feeling there will still be some sibling rivalry. Jamie has always been my feisty girl, Amy a little more laid back. 
The girl's father, James Finley, says it was a joy to see his daughters in separate beds laying on their backs for the first time. He says he and his wife, Amanda, learned to be strong through it all. It was scary. It was a scary journey because we didn't know what was going to happen. The 11-hour-long surgery took place Monday, involved over two dozen doctors and nurses who trained for months leading up to the operation. One of them, Dr. Valerie Gibbs, just as thrilled as the parents were. When I knew and I could go out and tell them that there were two babies in their own beds, mm-hmm. and I can't describe to you a more special time than I've ever had in my entire career than that right there. Doctors say the prognosis for a complete recovery for the twins is excellent. Congratulations, times two. That's the world we live in for Thursday, January 26, 2023. Thank you again for joining us. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.